my mind, I'm realizing there is no better way to get a really, really accurate representation of the power of our minds to be able to distort what you know reality in some way as when I actually think about things that happened in the past. And what's interesting about it is is that if I think about things that happened at an earlier time, I, I can I remember how they actually were because I experienced it. And what's interesting is is that my you know the way that I remember events in the past is completely affected by how how I'm feeling in the present. And it's just amazing to me that memories of things that happened before I can take in fact I had a you know yesterday just a great example I had a very very good evening and had uh, some really really good things happen and they were very very positive and uh, I, I faced some fears yesterday regarding some things in my life and uh, did some things that I was had really been feeling some fear and trepidation over and faced them and it now, while it was very unnerving and very difficult in some ways, it felt really liberating to actually face those things and deal with some things that I've really needed to do. And what's so interesting is, is that I was, you know, I, I knew all day yesterday that I was going to be dealing with some things and doing some things that I was, had been feeling a lot of trepidation about and was struggling some. <laughs> But once I actually uh, faced those things and dealt with them and took care of what I needed to take care of, it felt really, really good. I never have felt more alive than when I was actually in those moments, when I'm actually, you know, forcing myself to come out of my comfort zone, you know, working and practicing to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I basically, as as the evening was ending... I was looking back on it and feeling really, really good about it and feeling really proud of myself for uh, facing those things and taking care of those things. And I felt, I felt some sense of, 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 uh, of relief and accomplishment. And, and all in all, it, you know, it, I mean, I have, to, I have to admit, no matter what I say you know, after, the, after the fact, I have to admit that that was a very, very positive evening. And once I do that, I then have to realize when I, uh, what I do, what I call misremembering. And, I, and I'm not sure why that is that we do that. I wish, you know, there's some things that still remain a mystery to me. Uh, and not having a, you know, I don't have necessarily a, a background in human psychology or uh, behave, the behavioral sciences. It's something that I'm definitely uh, have an affinity for. But I don't have any formal education or a lot of of formal training in those things. And I don't know why it is. It kind of confounds me that there is this tendency to, uh, at least for me, and this may may have something to do with having chronic depression. I just don't know. But when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I feel very dark and I feel very negative. And a lot of cases, I don't know why. I'm, I'm assuming 
it is it's possibly a combination of it's it's biological you know it's hormonal it's blood sugar related it's chemical chemical chemically it's really you know it's has something to do with something uh in terms of you know neurochemicals or uh you know something along those lines i don't know the other thing that i am having to cop to and admit is that it may very well be an entrenched habit that i have just gotten used to looking at life through a dark lens sometimes and it seems ridiculous because why would anybody choose to why would anybody choose to have a negative outlook <clears throat> i don't know i can only speculate on that I, I don't know why anybody would choose to hurt themselves and yet i've done it so much in my life i have and i can do it in the present moment and i can do it when i'm remembering past moments and for some reason I have noted, begin to notice that there's this tendency to, and the Buddha kind of referred to this as the second arrow. In other words, we're, we're struck with the first arrow, and this is metaphorically speaking. <clears throat> and the lesson that he taught was, is that you would, you know, you would basically be hit with the first arrow and, and, and be hurting and suffering, and then you would take that arrow out, remove it, and then, and then basically hit yourself with it again. So it's referred to as the Buddha's second arrow. And why we as human beings, and I'm not talking about everybody, all I can all I can know is my own experience, you know, why I have been so willing to do that to myself. And I, the way I see it is that it's really sad when I can take really positive memories and it's one thing for me to feel bad about the present. And then suddenly I'm starting to, and I did that this morning, I woke up and immediately was very very dark and i just you know and and the feeling i want to say that i didn't choose that but there probably is an aspect of choice in that there has i would think there would have to be and it's it's an it's maybe it's an both a conscious and unconscious choice that i'm making but it is something that that i have to be more mindful of, of that i'm doing to myself and then i have to take some responsibility for that part of it that is a conscious choice but how sad is it that I can actually, for some reason, I immediately went to recalling last night, and suddenly it just felt dark, and I started feeling like it was really empty and meaningless, like, yeah, that was really ridiculous that I actually was feeling so good about that. You know, that was really, uh, it's, uh, you know, how silly was that? I mean, that I was actually, you know, thinking that that was such a positive thing. Yeah, so what, you know? And... Uh, the awareness came in and I was all of a sudden I realized up oh, there I go again I'm doing it again I am basically not only am I ruining the present moment but I'm also ruining uh, previous moments as well it's that second arrow and if I continue to keep doing that my fear is is that I will start distorting uh, previous memories and sometimes when we're struggling in the in the present moment Sometimes, the, you know, recalling those things of the past, and I realize we can't live there, we can't go back and live there, but sometimes those memories can certainly help sustain us and certainly give us joy and meaning. And uh, while we can't cling to them uh, and live, try to live there instead of living in the here and now, it just seems to me like that, you know, for me, there's a need to be much more aware of when I'm not only distorting what I'm experiencing right now, 
but also what I'm telling myself and how my self-talk is about things that happened in the past and discounting because at the end of the day I think that I feel like that's how we build credibility with ourselves is making those the choices that are effective for us in each present moment and then as we build that as a pattern we begin to feel better about ourselves and sometimes you know recalling those past previous those previous choices that we made that were very beneficial and positive and that we feel good about having made them that's what helps us continue that pattern and I'm finding that if I am remembering if I'm distorting previous positive memories it's very possible that I'm sabotaging my ability to find joy and meaning in what I'm doing in this moment and it's I don't I can't necessarily say that everyone does this but as I as I continue to find you know habits of mind uh, and a lot of them you know are unconscious as well as conscious some of these things I'm choosing to engage in some I'm not <clears throat> and the idea here is that I you know that I don't want to I don't want to become more aware of these habits of mind to beat myself up or to make myself feel bad or to call myself out and feel ashamed of it the idea here is to slow down the game enough where I can see that I'm doing it and it admittedly it took me probably about an hour and a half to realize what I had done this morning I'd like to tell you that it happened in real time and that I caught myself, but I didn't, and that's okay. I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm I'm going to continue to be kind and gentle to myself because I know there's no point in beating myself up about this. Making myself feel bad about it is not going to help anything, Uh, but talking about it and sharing it with others will. And I think that it's, you know, this is, this is really where the practice is. In other words, once we, we practice building basic awareness, we practice identifying any of these habits of mind that are not serving us well. And it's a skill. It's something that I think it's like anything else. It's something we have to practice. You know, we can talk about this theoretically and about how important it is, but I think until the practice actually is happening on a consistent basis then that's when we start to see real change that's when we start to see a difference in how we feel about ourselves how we relate to ourselves how we relate to others because I think it all starts with us it's how we're treating ourselves and then that radiates outward outwardly and then the practice becomes and it's, and it's not necessarily to the point of where we're, we want to be micromanaging ourselves psychologically but I think it's just where we build a kind of an ongoing, constant awareness. And, and it's sort of like sharpening a knife. It's sort of like honing something. We continue to make that awareness where, to, to where it is sharper, to where it is, it, you know, the awareness. We're able to catch ourselves much more quickly. And it's, the idea here isn't just to, in, you know, increase the speed of that and our ability to catch that sooner for the sake of doing it quick, much more quickly. It's just to stop the suffering. The sooner I can realize that I'm engaging in a particular habit of mind, the sooner that I can actually stop the suffering. And I know that if I'm suffering, there's a much greater likelihood that I'm going to unknowingly and unwittingly 
inflict, possibly inflict suffering on someone else. And it doesn't have to even have to be lashing out. It could be something much more subtle. It could just be something negative that I say that I don't, and I, and I, and I always want to encourage people, and I think most people want to do the same. But I think sometimes if, you know, we're not aware of those sort of negative biases that build up in our minds, and if we're not feeling good about something, there's a tendency for us to relate that to others when we're communicating, both uh, verbally and non-verbally, in, in our demeanor and how we, we seem to be sometimes can be enough to, uh, to affect other people in a negative way or in a way that's not, you know, not, uh, not helpful. So I think it's, that is part of the practice is it's that continual honing of our ability to be much, to deepen the awareness. I know a lot of the ancient Buddhist masters talked about this, about deepening the awareness, about continuing to, you know, go deeper and deeper and peeling back the onion further and further. We can't, we can't do it all at once. There's, I've heard a saying once, we can't boil the ocean. It's, this is something that takes time. And I love how the Zen, ancient Zen masters used to always talk about, uh, you know, the importance of chopping wood and carrying water. It seems very simplistic, you know, chop wood, carry water. But that's really how, that, that, that is how the practice, that is how we deepen our practice. That's how we hone that awareness, is by continuing to practice doing it day in and day out. And the more that we can to go deeper with that and peel back that onion, the more of these unconscious habits of mind we can uncover and bring out into the light and question them so that we can stop engaging in them. And, and if, there, if there is any way to become free, I think every time that we bring one of those things out into the light and question it and release our, our, our clinging to it, and, our, and, and stop believing what we're telling ourselves about what we think is, is, is happening and why we're doing it, that's, that's where we're, we become more free. Every time we peel back the onion a little further, there is more freedom in that. That's where, I, at least in my opinion, in my humble opinion, that's where we find freedom. That's where it's at. That's the sweet spot in terms of our being is continuing to become more and more aware of what we're doing to trip ourselves up and a lot of it unfortunately is unconscious it's a lot of it is you know we're not necessarily uh you know making a conscious choice to do it they're just reactions to things that happen to us they're ways of you know as humans we are animals and so there's a tendency for animals to guard themselves in different ways there's that tendency to put up put up barriers and to guard and defend and all those things are defensive tactics. And we, you know, we, we adapt to our environment. And that's unfortunately one of the ways that we do it. And it's, uh, in some cases, you know, if there, if there is something that, you know, there is a particular danger, it is good that we have those defenses up. But unfortunately, what's happened is we have adapted, you know, to being this way over a lengthy period of time. And in most cases... We're not always, you know, we're not in danger. I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean, there are times of legitimate danger and I'm not, I'm not discounting that. But what I'm talking about is just everyday life. There's not, there's not a need to guard and defend ourselves quite so much. And so if we can be much more aware that that's what we do and we do it unconsciously, 
then we can start to unwind and unwrap some of these more complicated unconscious behaviors and reactions to things. And it's just kind of like my, you know, my, what I refer to as my misremembering memory that is really recent. That's what's so sad. This isn't something that happened 20 years ago. This is something that happened last night. And if I can figure out what I'm getting at, because there always has to be some something in it for us. There has to be some reason we do this. And sometimes the, uh, the carrot on the end of the stick is not something that's good for us. But somehow, it's, if, if, I, if we continue to do these things over and over again and develop these habits of mind, we can find that there's things that we're doing unconsciously that, that there really is no, there is no uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for, for us. There's really nothing in it for us. And so if there's nothing in it for us and there's no benefit for ourselves or anyone else, there's no point in doing it. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, why in the world would I want to misremember something and think about something that was really positive and remember it in a, in a more negative light? What am I getting out of that? How is that benefiting me? Unless it has something to do with self-pity or whether it has something to do with some sort of mental image in my mind of me being a person that is uh, that's, that I see myself as a person struggling in the darkness. So, and, I, and, I'm ex- and I'm sharing this in real time because I don't have all the answers. I just became aware of it this morning. And here's the interesting thing. I've been practicing mindfulness for 20 years. So you would think, and there again, you would think, but sometimes thinking is, uh, you know, is not always, does not always reflect, you know, the facts on the ground. You would think that I would have already figured this one out. But that's what's amazing about this is there's, there's so much, to, you know, if you look at our minds and how our minds cope and how we deal with the things that we have, that we come across, uh, there's a lot to there's a lot to deal with in there, and I think what happens is, at least for me, I'm I'm surmising that as I as I've continued to hone that awareness, that I'm I'm going deeper and deeper into those habits of mind. I'm peeling back the onion further, and it it's uh, it's it, it kind of feels good to be able to share this because this one is fresh. This isn't you know a story about something that I went through four years ago. This is something that literally happened this morning. And it gives me hope that if I continue to deepen my awareness, continue to hone the awareness, and, and the thing is we don't we don't want to be afraid to not have the answers. Because it is very possible that I may come to find out after working with this for a bit that I have no insight into it at all, that I have no answers. And I know as humans we want answers. We want to know why we do the things we do. But we can't, there's just not always answers. And that's where the challenge is that we have to sit in the not knowing, as it's referred to in Zen Buddhism. The, uh, they always call that having what's referred to as the don't know mind. And a lot of times as rational human beings, we're, we're fearful of what we don't, you know, of not knowing, of, of sitting in confusion about things and not having a clear answer. And the idea here is to just let it percolate. If I don't have the answer, if I'm not, if I really can't figure out after a period of time of making effort in trying to figure out why I engaged in this behavior, and clearly if I've done it once, I know I've done it more than once. I know that I have. And now I'm aware of it. 
So now it's time to sit back. And the thing is, you don't want to, you don't want to struggle too much with that. It's just a matter of letting it percolate on the back burner. Take a look at it. Begin to question the behavior, to question the assumptions that that cause the behavior, that give energy to it. And eventually, if it's meant to be, the answer will come. And if not, that's okay. I just keep that on the back burner and just keep on keep on trucking, keep moving forward, and continuing to be aware, continuing to live in the moment. And when it's time when, for that answer to become apparent, I'll be open to it. But I don't want to assume that. I have to continue to practice being open to it and not take it for granted. None of this is on autopilot. It is a, uh, it's a conscious choice that we make to keep engaging in that practice and to keep honing that, that awareness and to stay open to whatever those answers are that help us make those changes so that we're no longer suffering or inflicting suffering on others. It's a constant, ongoing practice. It's, this is where the rubber continues to meet the road, and I just want to continue to do it.